Welcome into the Clap Trap. Brought to you by Ultrasound Productions. Now also playing on 90.7 WKKL. Gustafson can't clear past McAvoy. The give and go with Pasternak does not connect. Uh, good idea by Pasternak. Oh, crazy bounce and Pasternak is the beneficiary. Peg players doing that this morning. Well, certainly going to pay off for the Boston Bruins. I mean, Hellebuck's been unbelievable given the opportunities Boston has had. When they've had their opportunities, they've been outstanding. Hellebuck wants to get out and stop that wraparound. He's going to take a bounce off the stance and come right back to the front of the net. Nobody from Winnipeg's thinking, I got... All right, what a win by the... Bruins last night coming down from a 2-0 deficit at home, forcing yourself to an 18-0-2 record at home. Gotta love that. Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, whatever you're doing out there. If you're a Bruins fan, you got a gift last night. Pasternak did at least. That was a crazy, crazy bounce to the front of the net. <clears throat> Probably, it's gotta be the easiest goal of Pasternak's career, right? I mean, I'm sure that there's others that are pretty easy, and obviously empty netter goals are also pretty easy. I'm sure there's some of those out there, but, man, I, I mean, that it, luckiest bounce I've seen in a long time. You know you see that sometimes in hockey games, those weird stanchion parts where it just bounces off the boards and goes a different direction. This time it worked out for the Bruins, and it sprung a three-goal to do nothing comeback after being down 2 nothing to the Winnipeg Jets, a legitimate team uh, that, you know, got out early against our boy Jeremy Swayman. But then the boys in gold and black were able to come back and continue their torrid streak of crazy games. Crazy games and crazy outcomes for this Bruins squad. 26-4-2 now on the season. Can't believe that we're at this point. And, uh... You know, we're, we're nearing uh, Christmas time here, and all of a sudden we've got all of these great moments for the Bruins. We've got the rest of the teams falling apart, really. And uh, so obviously we have the Claptrap today, Christmas episode, it's Friday. You got a couple of days left before Christmas happens. I hope you got your Christmas shopping done. I surprisingly have for once. Uh, I, I normally am uh, not not done until about Christmas Eve. So I also don't start until Christmas Eve normally. But this year I actually was was better with it. And maybe because of that, we were or I was gifted a Pasternak goal that started off a, a big comeback for the team last night in that game. Great job by them. And I do want to kind of start off with them. I don't know how much sports we're actually going to do today. It's going to be a shorter episode. I appreciate you guys for tuning into it. Uh, we'll get the gambling picks out at the end of the podcast YouTube episode, and uh, we'll be able to get that going, though. You know, if you've been following along with that, I'm not very happy with my performance. So we'll see how it is. But yeah, great job by the Bruins overall last night, able to battle back, as I said, getting those two goals in the second period, tying things up, and then able to put it away late with the Felino goal. You love to see that. Happy about that. DeBrusque also scored in this one. Swayman was able to take care of things, though. I honestly thought that Olmark was supposed to start this game going into it, and then all of a sudden it's Swayman out there. He did enough, though. 
he did enough to uh, take care of business, but I just keep going back to that Pasternak goal. Man, how often do you see that kind of a thing, bouncing right out in front of the net like that? Uh, you almost had a goalie goal the other night uh, on the weekend, and then now you get this crazy goal. It's time for our first break, but when we come back, we'll continue talking about the Bruins and more on this Christmas episode of The Claptrap. Keep it right here on 90.7 WKKL for more after this. The Claptrap with your host, Zach Clap. We're back and we're talking about the Bruins and more in this holiday season. Let's get back to it. Some interesting things that have been going on. And yes, it's the Christmas episode, so I actually got to... Hold on a second. I don't even have my lights on in the shot. Hold on one second. There we go. That's much better. If you're watching on YouTube, you saw the Christmas lights light up because we're in holiday mode right now. And uh, it's an interesting time of year for people getting ready. I I've said this before. My favorite holiday is Thanksgiving. No offense to anyone who loves Christmas or Hanukkah or any of these, uh, you know, the holidays this time of year. Uh, but I don't know. Something about the, the forced need to give people gifts, having to go out and, and go crazy at the stores, having to deal with people. I, I know that Amazon now is a, a much better thing for people to be able to avoid crowds and avoid going out. But I myself went out earlier this week and had to deal with the rush of, of people trying to get their last minute gifts and things like that. I can't imagine what it's like to be a fully functioning adult that actually gets their Christmas shopping done at a reasonable time earlier in the month of December, you know, or, or I guess the people who do it on black Friday or whatever, or cyber Monday, those people really know what they're doing. They are already, they've been sitting back with their hot chocolate feet up on the counter on the, on the couch and just waiting for the holiday to happen because they're already ready to go. The rest of us schmoes, which I'm sure that there's a lot of them. I, I'm sure that that's a very small minority of people that actually go out there and get their Christmas shopping done in a reasonable fashion. I feel like at least from, and now I'm going to get about like genders and things like that, at least from the male perspective, I think a lot of us really wait until the last second. Like I said, I've every single year up until basically this year, this was my first year where I actually got out before, you know, Christmas Eve or the day before Christmas Eve to try and finish off the shopping. So I'm happy about that. Uh, and and I'm sure that there's a lot of people that are yelling, you know, what are you doing, you idiot? Why are you waiting that long? But there's a bigger portion of us that are saying, yeah, I feel that. I go I go until Christmas Eve myself and I don't, uh, you know, don't know what I'm doing going into it. And then I just think of a bunch of gifts that are available to me in front of me and I grab those ones. That's how it is. So. Uh, there has been a recent change in the Clap family over these last, I would say, five years or so. We uh, we switched over to doing the Yankee Swap, which I don't know if that's what everyone else calls it. Uh, you know, the, I think there's other words for it. People do things like Secret Santa or, um, uh, you know, all these other swap gift games and things like that. But I think that's the best way to do it. I don't know if people agree with this method. But once you get over the age of, what, like 24, 25 years old, I mean, even earlier than that is how it should be. But once you're getting into your mid-20s, late-20s, who's trying, first of all, who's trying to go and get a gift for every single person in your family? Sure, I know if you have little kids in your family, I got a couple of nephews that I love to death, and obviously I'm going to get them specific gifts. But as far as all the adults go in the room, 
Why don't you do the Yankee swap or the swap gift game or whatever you you call it or you do in your own family? That seems to be the best way to go about things, in my opinion, because you're just having people, you know, you set a limit, you do like a $50 limit or whatever it is, uh, and and go out there and buy a goofy gift, buy a buy a weighted blanket, buy some uh, slippers that heat up or something, do something goofy like that, something that people don't normally think of to get for themselves. And and then you bring it all to the party and you have a little fun with it. Now, I'm crazy. I'm the I'm the uh, evil person always at the party who's always trying to steal gifts from everyone else. Maybe the Grinch type of guy. That's what I am, because I think it's more fun. And and the way that these always go, at least for me. What Now, I don't know how other people do their gift swapping and their Yankee swaps and things like that. But as far as I've always done it, it's, you you know, the person picks out a gift they can they keep that gift to start it off. Then the next person can either steal that gift that that person got or take their own gift, right? And <laughs> now I I always love to mess with my family and go with whoever gets excited, extremely excited. See, I'm going to sound really bad right now. This is this is Christmas time. I'm supposed to sound like a good guy. We're supposed to be uh, in the good holiday spirit, and I'm talking about stealing gifts like the Grinch. But I, I'm the one who if you if Somebody got my aunt gets like an extremely nice warm blanket or a pillow or something that she really wants and she's all excited and she's holding on to it. I'm stealing that gift. I want that one. I don't I don't even really want the gift. I just I want to create chaos in that moment. Now, I'm not the worst guy in the world. I'll usually give the gift back at the end of the whole process, but I love that moment of just you know fear in their eyes when, when they're talking up or when they're like, "You're going to steal that from me? How could you do that? How could you it's, I'm the bad guy. I'm the bad guy at the Yankee Swap. So maybe now in the future and my family will listen to this they're not going to trust me. They maybe don't even want to invite me anymore to these damn Yankee swaps because Zach's going to come in there and he's going to mess with us. Okay, time for a little another break here. But when we come back, we'll continue talking about more on the Claptrap here on 90.7 WKKL. The Claptrap with your host, Zach Clap. We're back with more of the Claptrap talking about everything from holiday stuff to sports stuff. Let's get back to it. It's a fun time of year. And uh, everybody gets excited for it, I would say. I, I think adults, maybe you get more excited for the little bit of a break that you get. And it's the end of the year. And a lot of people are like, I'll save it until January with any of their work that they're doing, whether you're in the office or you got a, a paper to write or any of that kind of stuff. You kind of just push it off to the end of the year. That seems like a 2023 problem rather than a 2022 problem. But it's been a heck of a year, a heck of a ride. I got to be honest, I'm ready for 2022 to be done. Don't get me wrong. This is one of my best years that I've had in a long time. Got married this year to the love of my life. And I'm excited about continuing that future with her. But 2022, man, it's starting to it's starting to get pretty bad as far as the sports side of things, which runs my life. That's what I do. I, I'm all about, I'm obsessed with sports. That's why I'm here talking to you guys right now. Uh, a lot of us feel... Pretty similar, I'm sure, to the way that I do, where sports can really affect your everyday life. And for me right now, at this point, it's the uh, Patriots that are just screwing everything up at this point. I mean, you've ruined my Christmas, New England. You've ruined me, uh, Jacoby. I'm sorry that I keep going back to that. But if Jacoby Myers doesn't throw away the season... I don't know. We're all feeling better. The Bruins, like I said, are keeping it going. Great job by the Bruins. Happy about them. 
Uh, obviously, they're getting lucky bounces. We're going on a crazy streak. Uh, eight, like I said, 18-0-2 at home this year. You're talking about some of the greatest numbers within the last 10 years. Uh, teams like uh, last year's Colorado Avalanche, the champions, did a, a similar thing. I think they went 20-0-2 or something at home to start off. You had a lot of different teams over these last five, ten years that, excuse me, that have gone on these great runs at home and able to take care of business. And I've always been the type that says that home ice advantage doesn't matter. Well, it seems like they're proving me wrong this year. It matters a lot to the Bruins. They give such a fight at home. They come back from these deficits. They do the crazy impossible things. Uh, and you'll love to see it. You'll love to see everything about it. And I'm happy uh, that we have one team that is actually doing something uh, noteworthy at this point. We can follow them along because I think that this is going to be a good run for them. I, I mean, I'm hoping, obviously, every time they come on here and talk about the Bruins, it's all about the fact that we still need Don Sweeney to go out there and give this team more, a defenseman, maybe some depth forward. I don't know. But this, this is the only team right now that feels like they have a – still legitimate shot to make a deep run. Now, I'm not going to say that I'm completely falling off of the Celtics bandwagon here. Uh, and I'm not a bandwagon guy anyways. Uh, but I'm not a bleed green guy either. They have looked bad recently. They have looked really bad. I mean, we could talk about the Orlando Magic games again all we want. One of them without Tatum. He had to go celebrate Deuce's birthday. I get that. But you lose again to the Pacers. Uh, or you lose again, uh, you know, the other night on Wednesday night, and now they've lost five out of their last six games. They're falling kind of apart, and it's all culminating right around the time when you're getting Rob Williams back. So you have to assume that that's affecting the team in some fashion. They haven't obviously been scoring the same way. Now, we all understand that the team was never going to shoot the lights out for the entire season. It's so hard to be the greatest shooting team of all time. And that's what they were at. That, that's that's what they were battling with. Greatest shooting team of all time. That wasn't going to continue the, the way that it was. But I think that obviously adding Robert Williams into the mix here is going to be a major speed bump that they need to get over and they need to figure out how to actually play once again with this team. Because you're taking away somebody who spaces the floor. I know that we had guys like Cornette in there before. But Al Horford was able is able to shoot threes, so when he's your big, that obviously spaces the floor more. When you have Rob Williams and all he can do is pick and rolls, then he is not he's going to be just clogging the lane. He's just going to be getting in the way. So uh, you also saw in this one, obviously. Now I'm talking about the Pacers game. They did make a comeback. They did get back into the game in the third and fourth quarter. Obviously, that 42-point third quarter was insane for them. They really got back into it after being down big in the first half. Then you win the, the fourth quarter as well, but it just wasn't enough because Halliburton. Okay, time for another break here, but when we come back, we'll get more of the Claptrap here on 90.7 WKKL. The Claptrap with your host, Zach Clapp. We're back talking all things holiday and sports. Right now we're talking about the Celtics and the reason they lost to the Pacers last night or the other night. Here we go. Because that guy, Mr. Halliburton, the rookie kid, what's his first name again? Tyrese. 
Tyrese Halliburton. I should get to know that name because this kid is at least seems like a stud. He was in that game. Every single time you got to a point in that game where you thought that you were about to make a big comeback, you were going to turn things around, you were going to get it within a certain amount of points, Tyrese Halliburton comes down and he just dominates and just throws up a three he's kind of awkward looking too when he shoots I almost it's almost like a Brogdon type of type of thing where it's like his shot is very awkward very quick but that's how you have to do it to get rid of the ball quick enough and get it over some of these bigger defenders quick release and everything like that but it's kind of a goofy shot if you ask me he he did it though he was able to handle things it was also the return of Aaron Neesmith and he went off a little bit. I mean, 15, 6, and 3 for Aaron Neesmith in 27 minutes. That's that's pretty good for him. I haven't obviously been following him the entire year. Looking at his stats right now, he's averaging 9 points a game, 1 assist, and 3.6 rebounds a game. So obviously he got up for this one. He was really flying all over the place. You saw some big dunks out of him, some good defense. He was wanting to stick it to this Boston Celtics team that got rid of him, obviously. But Come on, Aaron. Uh, you had to have seen the writing on the wall. This team is trying to get better. And uh, if they can move you to get pieces like Brogdon and others, uh, then why not? Why not do that? I think you always got to be getting better um, with that kind of thing. But, I mean, I liked Aaron E. Smith when he was here. But nobody's going to miss him now that he's gone. So it was a tough game for the team. They're now at 22-10 and 10 after, like I said, they've they've lost five out of their last six. They are now... Uh, not the leading team in the Eastern Conference anymore. You're a half game back from the Bucks, and the Bucks game is going to be a big telling game, I think, on Christmas. That'll be an interesting one. So I'm excited for that game this weekend. I think that obviously it's going to be, I mean, there's no no doubting that this is going to be the biggest test that they've had all season, I would say. A, a fully healthy Bucks team, a team that you pay, played last year when they weren't fully healthy and you were able to take care of business. Now you've got to face off against them again here. And it's a regular season game, but I think that everybody's going to be trying to prove what they can be as a team to the other squad. So we'll see how it goes. I'm excited for it. I need some more out of the team from a scoring standpoint. And and if you're going to have Rob Williams, who last year was the defensive player of the year, technically, if you ask me, if you're going to have him reinserted back into the lineup, then I, I'm going to need to see better defense. I'm going to need to see better defense. And uh, that's going to come from the guys focusing up. But you can't be coming in here and just losing to teams like the Orlando Magic, I don't care that Tatum wasn't playing in that one. You should be able to beat that team. I understand that they lost to the Warriors and the Clippers. I get that. The, the Warriors made us look like children once again. And then the Clippers came in and beat us up on the second uh, or, or a couple of days later on that West Coast road trip. You come back and beat the Lakers, but then it's lost to the Magic at home twice and now the Pacers at home. So, I don't know. Things got to turn around for them. I still don't think that I, I, there's anything that you could do to change this lineup other than just get them in the right headspace. I don't think that there's any piece to the puzzle that's missing. I don't think that you need to go out there and trade for anything uh, at this point. What are you going to bring in that's going to really make this team that much better? You're going to bring in another defensive rebounding guy and make the offense even worse? I don't think so. Uh, maybe you get Gallinari back from an injury. It seems like he's been jumping around and trying his best to get back into things. So maybe you get Gallinari back, but 
I don't know. There's nothing else that you need to go out there and get, in my opinion. So we're sitting here with the Celtics team. That is what it is. They just got to start figuring their crap out. They got to figure it out. All right, we're going to take a break so we can figure our crap out here, and then we'll be back for more of the Claptrap on 90.7 WKKL. The Claptrap with your host, Zach Clapp. Okay, we're back again and ready to move on from the Celtics to another team in New England. Just like those Patriots. Just like those Patriots. And we got a Patriots game this weekend against the Bengals. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm down. I'm still rocking gear, Patriots gear. I still am going to be a Patriots fan forever, but I mean, you can't feel good about this team right now, right? Now we got all the questions about is Belichick on the hot seat, uh, back again. Uh, you, you've, you've got questions about Mac Jones and now you've got guys like Edelman coming out and talking about how they don't like his demeanor out there in the field. Vince Wilfork also talking about how they didn't like Mac Jones acting like that on the field, which all of us understand that that's not how you're supposed to be acting, but we're all frustrated. We're all frustrated. It's just that you're supposed to be a professional Mac Jones and hide that kind of stuff, especially on the new England Patriots. They hide everything. That's what you, that's what you're supposed to hide every single emotion and barely say anything at all times. That's how you're going to be a New England Patriot, uh, and, and that's how things go. So you got a game against the Bengals this weekend, and I, I, Saturday football. That's going to be interesting. Christmas Eve football. You got games. We just saw a game last night, a terrible game. The Jets showing that they are still the Jets. I get it. It's because they have Zach Wilson. But what happened to that team? They've completely fallen apart per usual with the Jets. And you understood that that was going to be a possibility uh, once they lost Mike White, who who seemed to start turning their season around uh, from that offensive perspective. But that was a brutal one. Thursday night football, 19 to three Jaguars over the Jets. Jaguars still trying to fight to actually get themselves into a position to make the playoffs, maybe, which is crazy to think. But they're at seven and eight now, right behind those Patriots after beating the Jets. And there's a chance, I guess, if they keep if they win out, maybe you can go nine and eight and maybe something crazy happens. Doubtful. Same thing with the Patriots. Still technically a chance. We're not out of the thing on paper, but we all know that they're actually out of it. I mean, there could be a maybe a miracle that you win one of these games. I keep saying this over and over again. There could be a maybe a miracle, but you're going to get a 20 degree weather day that doesn't have any inclement weather against the Bengals. Then we're going to have the the Miami Dolphins coming in. You got to hope for bad weather at the, this point because that's the best way to get wins now for the Patriots this year. And that's sad. That's a sad thing to be thinking, right? That's sad to be thinking that the only way that you're really going to get this team to step up and be good is if the, the weather is crappy, if it's a foot of snow, if it's wind howling at 50 mile an hour. That's the only way that this team this year, you feel confident or you feel like it's going to be able to go in their favor because Bengals, Dolphins, and Bills, it's over. It's over, friends. It's over at this point. So I don't know. But it is Christmas time. I, I don't want to be all negative. Uh, like I said, you got fun stuff happening. You got Yankee swaps or whatever you're doing. You got new gifts, gifts for kids. Uh, that's always that's what it's all about, right? That's what this holiday is about. Is the children? That's what it's all about. I, I I find it funny that adults are you know yelling at each other about getting each other gifts and things like that. That's another reason why I don't really like the holiday because we're all adults here. 
I, I don't know. I, I'm the type of person that feels like, what? why do you have to get me something? I don't know. I know. I sound like a Scrooge. I keep coming out here and, and just sounding like this is terrible. But the reason that I like Thanksgiving so much is it's just about getting the family and friends together, eating a whole bunch of food and hanging out. That's it. That's that's the whole thing for for Thanksgiving. With Christmas, you get the added pressure of having to get gifts. And if you don't do what my family's doing with the Yankee swap or the swap gift game, whatever you're trying to do, then you're sitting there thinking about every individual person in your family and trying to get them a gift. I think that that's very tough to do sometimes for people as we get older, right? It's you've got everything unless you've got a specific hobby, unless you're a golfer or, you know, you got you like video games or I don't know, one of those types of things. What what are people going to get you every year? They're just going to get you a new plant. They're going to get you a new T-shirt, some socks. What do you, I don't know. So once again, I just sound like a Grinch. I sound like the Scrooge, I, whatever you want to call me. I get that. But hey, man. Christmas is an interesting time of year, and uh, I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be hanging out with family, friends, all that kind of stuff. Not happy about the weather that we're about to get. This is going to be brutal, so everybody hang on to your hats. Get Make sure you're nice and warm because it's about to drop. The, the floor is about to drop out uh, from the temperature, at least in the New England area where I am. So I uh, can't wait for that. And I can't wait to come back after this break, our final break of the episode today, the holiday episode of The Claptrap. So keep it right here on 90.7 WKKL for more after this. The Claptrap with your host, Zach Clapp. We're back and wrapping up the show for the Christmas episode of The Claptrap. Let's get back to it. Man, it's been a heck of a year so far. Uh, we're, we're really rolling down to the end. I'm barely, you know, in here talking that much right now because I'm, I'm pissed off about the Patriots. We got the Bruins, we got the Celtics, the Red Sox suck. Uh, we could talk about that for a second. The Red Sox continue to do exactly what everyone who had a brain was thinking, which is nothing. They're not going to do anything. Chan Bloom. They're not going to. They're not going to go out and get any players. I keep hearing on Twitter, on social media, they're going after this player. They're going after that player. And then two seconds later, I feel like I get an update. That player is signing somewhere else, probably the Mets, because the Mets are going out there and and spending historical numbers. I think he's almost spent. It, or or if you look at the total amounts of every single contract and you add them up, he spent somewhere around $800 million in this offseason. Uh, Cohen there, the owner for the Mets. So they're trying their hardest to get the team out there. And the Mets are going to, on paper, look like a wagon going into next year. You never know how things are going to play out. But now the Red Sox are continuing to let more and more people go. What just happened to Eric Hosmer? Why why is he leaving for nothing? I thought that that was a big or or a good get uh, last year for the Red Sox, bringing in Eric Hosmer. That was nothing. That was a nothing uh, get for the for the Red Sox for Heim Bloom. So I, I I also get through this whole entire process that I yell about Heim Bloom a lot and I and I dump on him a lot. But what is he supposed to do when he's giving from the the ownership group, hey, this is your amount. This is your budget. You got to stay under this. Act like you're still at the Tampa Bay Rays because this is not that Boston Celtics. Uh, this is not that Boston Red Sox team. We are not spending like that. So I don't know. He, he's allowed to go out and get 
um, Mato Yama or whatever the guy's name is, that new Japanese baseball player who's going to play in left field or something, and he's supposed to be the Japanese Mickey Mantle is what I'm hearing now at this point. But do you actually believe any of that until you see it? No. Uh, the pitching staff stinks. You you short up a little bit of the relievers. You got yourself a closer. You got yourself a middle reliever or a setup man as well. But you didn't do anything. You keep losing stuff on the offensive side of things. You've already lost Xander Bogarts. Now you're losing Hosmer. Not that I thought that that was going to be anything. Devers is on the brink of leaving as well. It looks like they're still miles and miles apart on Devers and his contract. So, I don't know. It, it, as much as I want to be happy about this time of year with with Christmas and and Hanukkah and and any of the holidays that you're celebrating out there, happy holidays to everybody. The if you're a New England sports fan, a diehard sports fan of the major four sports, uh, two out two out of your four teams right now in the Patriots and the Red Sox are absolutely sucking and looking like they're only going down, down, down further. The Bruins look great. But we all are kind of holding our breath a little bit because you know how the Bruins can get. And the Bruins have looked great in regular seasons before and then get, been bounced in the first round. So you're holding your breath on the Bruins. The Celtics now are starting to, you know, figure out what they have to do. But they're they're faltering lately, five, losing five out of six. It's been terrible. And they're going to be fine. They're going to be in the playoffs. They'll be a top three seed. I have no problem saying that. And then it'll all be about being in the dance and, and how far can you go. They're trying to rest their players a little bit more. I'm happy about that. But I don't know. It, it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good in New England right now. And, and we have been blessed more than any other uh, you know, sports region in the entire country. Obviously, the the run of dominance that we've had with our four sports teams have been unmatched, and we have to continue looking back at that and being happy. But the future doesn't look great right now for for two, maybe three out of the four teams. We'll we'll see how uh, you know the Bruins and the Celtics do. But Red Sox look like they're going to continue to suck. Patriots are in a bad spot right now, and everybody's hating on them, rightfully so. And uh, yeah, that's that's where we're at. Happy 2022, people. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy holidays. Whatever it is that you celebrate out there. I, I hope that you're having a great time. I hope you're spending it, spending it with family. Um, I'll be back again next week. Do a little bit of a New Year's episode. And we'll go and we'll break in 2023 and see how that one goes. Hopefully a lot of great things happen from a sports side of things. And hopefully a lot of great things happen for you and yours uh, throughout the the year and 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 that's how uh i hope it's going to go i hope i hope i hope but we'll see all right that's going to do it for today's episode just want to say thank you for everyone tuning in i really appreciate it like i said i'll be back again next week to talk all about everything going on in the world of sports and we'll talk about new year's eve or new year's the most overrated holiday of all time all right i'll see you guys later have a good one peace now it's time to win you some money with a couple minutes of gambling talk. All right, it's time for everyone's favorite gambling segment. No, it's not. It's it's not anymore. I mean, well, hey, 
don't get me wrong. Cam has actually been crushing it. He has been crushing the picks lately. Been very happy with him. He is finally above 500. The only one of the group that is above 500 now sitting at a record of 37, 36, and 2. Congrats to Cam. Had two back-to-back really good weeks. Mendez is behind him at 34 and 41. It seems like it's Cam's competition to lose at this point. I'm absolutely abysmal at 30, 44, and 1, and Matt's 28, 44, and three. So I'm going to try and hold him off at least. So I get third place in my own damn competition, but whatever. Um, I'm not too mad about it. Uh, We're going to get into the picks here. We're going to see how things go. I'm going to switch up my strategy this week. Once again, we'll see if it turns anything around. It probably won't, but uh, we got a couple of voicemails. Matt's a little late on his picks. I think he's basically given up on the competition at this point. Understandable. It's been a tough year for all of us. And uh, we all understand that it's uh, it has not gone our way. So let's get into my picks first. We will do that, and then we will move on to the voicemails. So here we go. I am starting off my picks with Patrick Mahomes, over 15.5 rushing yards in the Chiefs game. Chiefs against Seahawks. Chiefs at home. Patrick Mahomes has gone over 15 rushing yards in 9 out of 14 games this year. I think this is going to be the kind of game it's going to be a little bit higher scoring. I think it's a little bit of a shootout. I think that Patrick Mahomes will be able to get out and get some rushing yards. 15 and a half seems low to me, so I will take Patrick Mahomes over 15 and a half rushing yards in the Chiefs-Seahawks game. The next one that I am going with is going to be Patrick is is going to be Mike Evans over 55 and a half receiving yards. Evans has gone over 56 receiving yards in two of his last three competitions. He's had at least nine targets in each of the last two games. The Bucks are in a bad spot. I think that they're going to be trying to obviously throw a lot, even against a bad Cardinals team, even when they have a big advantage. I think that they'll be trying to get Mike Evans involved in this one. So I'm taking Mike Evans over 55 and a half receiving yards for my second pick. My third pick is going to be George Kittle over 45 and a half receiving yards. Kittle was a big part uh, or a big target for Purdy last week with four catches for 93 yards and two touchdowns. I think that that's going to continue. He's going to be a good safety valve for him. I'm pretty sure that Debo Samuel is still banged up. So Kittle gets more play. So over 45 and a half receiving yards for George Kittle is my third pick. Pick number four is going to go with Tyreek Hill over 86 and a half receiving yards. Yes, I hate that person, uh, but I think he's an amazing football player, obviously. And I don't really need to explain this pick. The Dolphins love Tyreek Hill. They love Jalen Waddell. This is going to be a big one. Tyreek Hill's been on fire lately. I'm taking over 86 and a half receiving yards for Tyreek Hill as my fourth pick. My fifth and final pick. We are going back to that Buccaneers game. I'm taking Fournette, Leonard Fournette, over 40 and a half rushing yards. Uh, He was used a a ton in the last three games, and I think Arizona gives up a ton to running backs in this one. I wouldn't be surprised if the Bucs just absolutely dominate in this game uh, over the Cardinals on both the pass game and the rush game. Uh, So I'm taking Leonard Fournette over 40 and a half rushing yards as my fifth pick all player props for me this week we're trying that again we'll see how it goes Uh, i know that uh, that's been mendez's move the entire year 
And uh, so I, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Uh, like I said, I'm just trying to save face, have a couple of good weekends. we got three weeks left, 16, 17, and 18 to finish off the competition. Maybe I can make up a little ground here. We'll see. Cam seems like a wagon at this point. He's giving out great picks, so uh, that's something there. All right, it's time to get on to Cam's picks next as the leader in the clubhouse. We'll go with him. So here are Cam's picks. Hey, yo, it's Cam here with the picks for the week. Uh, we got all them in the NFL. Uh, with the Lions, minus three. Uh, I think they're on a roll lately. Um, and I don't think the Panthers are very good, so I'll be betting on the Lions. Uh, next, we got the 49ers, minus six and a half. Uh, I think anything below seven is good here. Uh, I think Washington will have a really hard time scoring against the 49ers. The 49ers should be able to score enough points. I'll uh, take Tennessee minus three, and that Tannehill is out, so this line has dropped too far. I think Derek Henry will run all over uh, the Texans, regardless of who's quarterback is. So I'll take the tight. Uh Next is the Packers plus four and a half. I think and the Packers need to keep winning to get into the playoffs. So I'll take anything over a touchdown. I mean, anything over a field goal there. Um, and the last is the Colts plus four and a half. I think Foles is probably at worst the same as Matt Ryan, if not better. You know, the Lions is the other way that I'm playing to them. Three tab is the Lions minus three, 49ers minus six and a half. Titans minus three, Packers plus four and a half, Colts plus four and a half. Okay, Cam doing his best impersonation of Bill Belichick there with the energy levels, but you heard his picks. He's done great. Like I said, he's the only one above 500, so if you're going to follow anyone in this competition, it's got to be Cam at this point. We'll see if he can continue going strong moving forward, but we got the next guy who's trying to catch him, and that's Mendez. We'll go with his picks next. Let's do it right now. Crappy, we kick Cam, big fancy matchup with all of us, especially versus me versus Cam. And uh, this gambling competition, so I gotta really make some make some ground up here. All right, first play Tyler Algier over forty eight and a half rushing yards against Baltimore. He's hit that mark the last four games. I don't think Baltimore's running away with that game. Atlanta's gonna pound the ball. Cordell Patterson coming in a little banged up. Uh, Huntley season-ending injury last week. I love that line for Algier. Second play Derek Henry over a hundred and a half rushing yards versus Houston. Last four games he's gone over two hundred yards every single game. So. Just a smash spot. I mean, if that line was 1.5, I'd probably take the over. Um, third play, uh, Miles Sanders over 16 and a half rushing yards versus Dallas. I know it didn't look good last week, but I think they realized they could have got the ball in his hands more. Dallas's defense is not the same defense it was at the beginning of the year, especially with Jalen Hurts. So I think that just opens up way more opportunities for Miles Sanders. I like a bounce back performance for him. Fourth play, DJ Moore over 53 and a half receiving yards versus the Lions. Lions are going to step down the run. I think the Lions will be able to score a little bit on the Panthers. And honestly, DJ Moore's been pretty good with Donald as quarterback. That line's too low. I'll take that. Fifth play, I'm going to go back to Isaiah Pacheco over 67 and a half receiving yards versus Seattle. They've been the lowest ranked run defense the last five weeks. Uh, cold weather, I think. Kansas City will get up, especially with Seattle being with all the injuries. I think they'll just try to pound the ball. All right, let's send some money. Right, 
Okay, you heard it. Those are Mendez's picks. Like he said, he's trying to get back in the competition also in our own league. Nobody cares about your fantasy team, but it is funny to think that uh, in the semifinal matchup, it is Cam versus Mendez in our fantasy football league. So we'll see how that goes. He's battling with him in this gambling competition. He's battling with him in the fantasy football competition. Uh, it's a fun time for us and our little friend group here. So uh, not not really fun. I think everyone is just a, a nervous wreck at this point, actually. But who knows? Uh, those are the picks for him. Like I said, uh, Matt is late with his picks. I think he's basically uh, throwing in the towel on this competition. It's all about Cam and Mendez right now. Maybe I can make up some ground with some player prop picks, but who knows? Uh, but that's going to do it for today's show. Thank you for tuning in. I appreciate it. We will be back again next week, giving you more picks and everything that we got here at the Claptrap. So, Thank you for tuning in. Happy holidays. We'll see you later.